I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. A question I have for you is how do you stay in the game as you recognize that there is a gap between where you stand right now and where you want to be? So my view is, is that the past is a draft, I'm caught, but it's also my responsibility in the present to continuously shape the meaning of my past. And the goal is, is that the past is always viewed as a positive. It's something that I'm happy about. It's something that's useful. I'm the one who defines it. It doesn't define me. But also the future is a draft. And as I'm running forward and sprinting forward, that my future self in a month from now, but definitely in 90 days from now, is going to have a lot more clarity and perspective than I have now. All of these things are just tools for living well in the present. So having a future that's continuously cleaned up, more and more refined, more and more clear, something that you're more and more committed to, um, is a is a future that allows you in the present to feel pulled forward rather than something that you're pushing. It's also something that... Uh, you don't have, hopefully it helps weed out a lot of distractions. So for example, like I I, le I love the three-step model of going from thinking to feeling to knowing. The feeling part of that is something that I'm getting a lot more serious about. You know, what does my future self look like in three years and what's the 10x version of that, right? And, and being really specific, not a lot of things. And then the feeling part is where it gets intense. That's where you get so emotionally committed and connected to your future self that now like that level of commitment, emotional commitment, is when it starts to really become the filter. And that's when you start really getting pulled forward and you can start being a lot more honest and start stripping away a lot of the old stuff that doesn't matter. You start to see all the areas where you're distracted or where there's a lot of signal, but very little noise. That's the point of having a really big future and a really clear future is that it becomes the filter for what you're doing in the present. That future keeps getting refined, which does alter my direction even on a weekly basis. And, and that's massive transformation. That's beautiful. I'm still making big strides forward, even though the direction is cleaning up, but it's on me to define what the past means. There's no point at any point along the way to feel like I'm in the wrong spot. Because again, the past and the present are simply tools for being in a great place in the present. And so being in the gap, but more so just letting the past dictate the present, what that means is, is that I don't think I'm in a good spot. And I think I should be somewhere else. Then you've framed your past in a negative. And so that does nothing good in the present. I love that you pointed out that emotional commitment and connection. And so how do you have a healthy attachment where it's not a need, it's a want, right? So if you're emotionally invested and connected, there still could be some strong energy there that could make it unhealthy. So how do you navigate that? I look at it as a difference between internal versus external motivation. I think that when something is a need, it's it's an unhealthy attachment. Therefore, there's some form, like it, it's more externally driven. Uh, this is something that I was talking to with one of my good friends and one of my mentors about specifically, in my case, book writing, but whatever it relates to with your next, call it your next journey, your next deep mastery and transformation, it always has to be intrinsically motivating. It can be hard to get there in the first place because there's so many things that get in the way of that paying the bills or, or competing with other people or worrying about what other people think. There's so many things, or even just trying to be famous or trying to be successful. Like there's so many things that can stop you from pure intrinsic motivation. But when you do tap into that, then you are operating from pure, from pure want 
and from pure flow freedom and you're being pulled forward, not pushed. But, and I'll give a very specific example of me. It can be hard as you go from level to level to stay in that place of intrinsic motivation because what you're being intrinsically motivated towards changes. Let me give an example. When I blogged for like three years, my blogs were very successful because they were coming from my soul. Like it was very intrinsically motivating. And then when I shifted over to books and got to that next level, I, just being honest, shifted from intrinsic motivation to more of an extrinsic and my work became more forced. I think I was operating more from need at that point. I was needing to be a certain type of author or something like that. And my books would have been better sooner had I stayed in that place of intrinsic motivation, even if it's directed toward a new goal. Connecting to your why and your deep intrinsic motivation is um, important. But to me, I hear an expansion of your why as well, um, that that's what keeps pulling you forward is uh, deeper layers to the why. Would you agree? Yeah, but you also have to be really honest about the why. Like the why may be similar from level to level, but it may be different. Um, certainly there's going to be external factors of the why. For example, like getting that book deal or, you know, getting your business to a certain... Like you can have external factors as part of your intrinsic motivation. I think when it comes to deep honesty, and this is where it gets scary, is not overly filtering yourself. Like doing what you most feel you you really want to do and it connects with what you most value what you most believe in and, and it takes a lot of commitment and courage to not overly filter yourself to not overly try to build that image and try to show up a certain way there's a real freedom when it comes to intrinsic motivation where yes you still want to refine your skill yes deliberately practice yes get good at your craft but there's something a lot more like free flowing about what you're doing where you're just being really honest and transparent about what you most believe in how you believe in it like if you really believe in doing, you know, X, you know, this could be helping certain people. I mean, it could be any topic that's deeply purposeful to you, but it's you being true to that purpose and being honest about it rather than, you know, shifting to that more forceful artificial. And so mm -hmm. that's why it takes courage is I feel like my blogs were a lot more intrinsic because I was less filtered. I was a lot more honest. Somewhat in what I was saying, but more more in how it was being expressed and, and what it was being inspired by. And then once you get to a certain level, again, you can accidentally shift to extrinsic motivation and it becomes a little bit more forced and artificial where you're trying to be seen a certain way or show up a certain way or get a certain thing. It's, you know, it goes from transformational to transactional a little bit. And, and you got to go back to that deep honesty and that deep freedom of just you're not competing with anyone. You're just really just fully going for what you most believe in. And yeah, you'll get better at it along the way. If you haven't done it yet, please grab 10X is easier than 2X. Also, on the link down below, you can actually, if you're in the United States, download the free Kindle version. All you have to do is put your email in and we will send you the free Kindle version. I love the deep connection with the why because it uh, clears out issues with overly attaching to a pathway. Can you speak on you know not getting too attached to a certain pathway to that big goal? I think that when the why gets strong enough, you'll 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 refine the how, and also you'll find the right who's. And over time, you will get committed to a more of a long term game. Call it two to three years, maybe even a little, little bit longer. Certainly, a lot of what you've done now, you got to let go. And so, as part of that pathway and refinement process, you've got to question some big assumptions and make sure you're not getting in your own way. Can you t uh, talk about that and how um, as you go through each of these quarters or quick cycles for transformation, um, how you make sure that you don't have blocks or, you know, overly connected to an, a big assumption? So first off, go for impossible goals in the short run. So for example, 
we're in October. So we've got quarter four goals. They're impossible goals. That forces you out of your assumptions because the goal is so big and the filter is so intense that most of how you're doing it is not is not great. Just as it relates to YouTube, as an example, like um, I have impossible goals for this this quarter, which then force me to really raise the bar and really clarify what to focus on and how to go for it. Also, another thing that fits with this is is getting really really good who's on your team, like partnering with really good people. One of the one of the new filters that I've been developing is never hire someone you have to train, and so like bring on who's that immediately uh, really help you transform what you're trying to do or make things possible that weren't possible before and, and get really honest with your feedback. Like feedback loops, all progress starts by telling the truth. Like be, it's kind of like a, you know, football, this, this is a huge aspect of deliberate practice is study, study stuff at the expert level. Don't study stuff at the mediocre level, but then honestly, like watch your tape, whatever that looks like for you, like actually get feedback, listen to that feedback, uh, apply what makes sense, but keep, keep, keep raising their floor. And and that that takes a lot of, you know, emotional flexibility and stuff because you have to fully expose yourself to all the areas where you may not be doing it great. Rather than hiding from that feedback, you're fully exposed. It doesn't mean what other people say is the ultimate truth. You're still the one who has to filter it, but you're fully wide open to hearing it and acknowledging it. Well, I'll just say one more thing here and then, you know, whatever, whatever else, wherever else we want to drill deep. And I love how you're approaching this, Natasha. But um, one of my mentors told me this, and it was a huge compliment, but it's it's also a huge slap in the face at the same time. It was like a it was like one of those like double you know like a double edged sword. Like it was a beautiful compliment, yet like a wet slap in the face at the same time. As he said, though, he said the beautiful thing about you, Ben, is 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 that you're at least open enough to hear the truth, and so you can hear the truth. Doesn't mean you're ready to apply it, but at least you're open enough to hearing the truth. And so he said, as my mentor, I'm going to give you the truth, unedited raw and to the point i know you'll hear it it doesn't mean you're gonna be ready to receive it but I at least know you'll hear it and i think that that takes a lot of emotional flexibility and i think a big part of that is recognizing that my current self is not the be all end all my current self is as fleeting as the present moment as dr gilbert would say so i don't need to defend myself i definitely don't need to defend my past self but i also don't need to defend my current self because i know my future self could be better and so i just think having that flexibility of not being in a fixed mindset what a great compliment at least I can hear the truth. Doesn't mean I'm ready for it yet. It does also mean that I know the pathway, but at least I'm getting more and more open to hearing it so that I can tap back into that intrinsic motivation and say, am I willing to go from good to great? If I'm willing to go from good to great or the next level of great, the next level of mastery, which is an impossible journey, by the way, going from where you are to the next level of greatness is pursuing the impossible. And in order to do that, you've got to let go of everything that's that's merely good. The filter has to be a lot more intense as you know the quote that you and I love, we're kept from our goal, and that goal is the next level of mastery. We're kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to lesser goals. And so it's the lesser goals that we keep, the things that are good, but not great. That's the 80%. One other thing I'll say here is, is that we build our life and our system around around what we're, what we're doing. And so, and I love the quote, the system is designed to defend the system. So as an example, everything I've built to this point is now the system of my life. And it was me pursuing my next 10X, but now it's the system. And now if I want to have the new future, filter this out, I have to let go of a lot of what my life is entirely built around. It could be my business. It could be my habits. It could be certain relationships. It could be certain groups that, that I've been a part of. My life is literally designed around it and the system is designed to defend the system. It's hard to let some of this stuff go for a lot of different reasons. And so you got to be willing to let go of, of the good stuff that brought you here to go deeper into the next level of mastery. And that's that's inherently difficult because you're letting go of your past self and the system. Maybe it's Maybe it's a team. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's habits. Maybe it's Maybe it's where you live. There's so many aspects that we build 
And now the new future is saying most of that's got to go. And so you've got to break the system um, in, or, you know, in order to start generating the new level of depth. I hear you describing the first step to embracing that new identity. So you set this short-term impossible goal, quick feedback loop. I'm going to make different decisions in the future. And I understand that. Hopefully you have the big picture 10x getting more yes. and more clear. Yes. And then from there, you have short-term impossible goals. And along those ways, um, anyways, keep going. But you've got the bigger picture and then you got the short-term impossible goals along the way. Right, right. 90 days like that. something like that. Yeah, sorry about that. Correct, correct, yeah. And so stepping into that new, new identity, you, you're talking about the shedding, you know, of past self or current self. So what's the next step in stepping into that identity? So I've I've gotten rid of some things, but that can make me feel really naked and vulnerable to like, now what, right? Because there's a 20% expansion there. So what, um, what are the next steps to embracing that new identity? I think that it's, it's, it's a few things. One is getting clear and clear and clear on the next 10x. Takes time. And give yourself grace as you're continually clarifying that. But as you're continually clarifying that more and getting emotionally committed to it, and like, you know, that's the thinking, then feeling, and then you get to the place of knowing, then you start being a lot more honest about what uh, what aspects of the current system are are essentially stuff that's, that's good but not great anymore and that you got to let go of. And so I just think that the more connected you get to that future self and the more honest you get about it and the more refined you get about it uh, and then setting some really powerful goals, you don't have to achieve the whole 10x vision in, in one month or 90 days, but you can you could achieve seemingly impossible progress along the way. And part of that progress is letting go of things that feel impossible to let go of. And so I just love the idea of 90-day cycles because you don't have to change the world in 90 days or even in a month, but you can make ridiculous progress in 30 to 90 days. And then you reevaluate and then set the next goal. And so the the monthly to quarterly, call it impossible sprints, they help you filter out and be honest about the stuff to let go of. And they allow you also to clean that stuff up. And so even for me, for example, over these next 90 days, a lot of it's going to be cleanup. A lot of it's going to be refinement. A lot of it's going to be you know, raising that, that store, that, 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 you know, that standard and that, uh, that floor. And in 90 days from now, I'll be in a new place where I can then set the new journey. Um, and so I just, I just think that it, it gives you a nice process every, every, you know, every 30 to 90 days to just make really big progress, really clean things up. And then you get to do it again. Something that a lot of our clients face is that as they clear the clutter, nature pours that vacuum and it, the other 80% activities just get sucked right in. Things that, we're yep. just right on the fringes, come right back in or different opportunities, kind of, you know, success, <laughs> more success. Um, the problem is, is you have tons of opportunities that can be distractions. Um, so how do you keep that filter engaged and like, nope, nope, no, no, 80, more 80%, you know, creeping in any advice around that? Hopefully the filter in general is getting more refined so that you don't, so that you don't say yes and commit into situations that you already sort of have some red flags are going to be um, stuff that's going to mess you up on the long run. Like I think that in general, your, your filter gets better and better about kind of seeing the signals along the way that you're like, you, you get a little bit more in tune with, I guess you could say your gut, you know, as you're exploring options, even great options, don't overcommit too fast because it is very possible that that's something that's actually a lesser goal that's disguising itself as your next 10x. And it's actually not. Uh, and, and, and you can really get caught in some really compelling lesser goals because you're not getting really clear and pulled forward on, on your on your next journey. And so, uh, yeah, it's just a word of warning that know that a necessity pours a vacuum and know that more and more stuff's going to be trying to 
to to vie for your energy and attention and take you down some journey doesn't mean you can't explore it and be open to it. And maybe it is actually that new pathway, that new opportunity that's going to be really big. But slow things down and be okay saying no to something that might seem life-changing and maybe would have even been life-changing to your past self. But in light of the future filter, be okay walking away. You know, Dan Sullivan would call that being the buyer. Be okay walking away if it doesn't meet that filter. Natasha, as always, thank you so much. Uh, for everyone, I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy. This is Natasha Schiffman, someone who's been working with me for years, someone who I love, amazing. If you all want to learn how to achieve more in a week than maybe most people do in a year, watch this video. And in the meantime, have an amazing day. See ya.